have you got any particular uh, time dates and when you might? It would it'd be at least six months. Get everything all go through all the startup and the regs and insurance contracts. And mm-hmm. I keep hitting this, sorry. Right. Um, so at best, it'd be early 2021. We to be here before we know it. Yeah. I've got to do something. That building's too good a building, too good a location sitting there. Everything's still in there. I mean, all when they walked out, they left it all except for merchandise. It's all still sitting there just like just like if we had it. So, That's amazing. I just couldn't get to it. So uh, thank goodness it's out of the bankruptcy courts now. They quit paying me rent on it last July. So that's how long I've been fighting this. Good enough. About ready, Nick? Well, it says right here we're on the air. I don't know what's going on, but I've got Rick Singh sitting right in front of me over here at Sylvan Park. And you guys uh, had one of the most successful businesses that's ever been in Rutherford County. Uh, um, you and Shane and, and uh, it, of course, it started many, many years ago. And we and, and the whole uh, side of the community was just devastated when you guys uh, uh, sold out. I, re- I remember it's been... What, do you remember what the date was when Reeve uh, saying uh, initially sold. Uh, we initially sold was in April, April fifteenth or so of, of, of two thousand fifteen. Wow, it's been five years. Gosh, time passes go. Uh, it, it goes so fast, but you know we've always been kind of a uh, a community town in, in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, and we all just reached out to each other. We were all family, basically. And I can still remember uh, Jackie and I, we would go in when we, uh, it, it, we didn't even have to have anything that was would be a pharmaceutical thing or anything like that. We would just stop by, eat lunch, drink uh, some of those best milkshakes that you can ever put in your mouth. Uh, you, you could stop by if you had uh, postal situations uh, there. And then all of a sudden, when it sold, we were all devastated. We really were. And uh, I know it meant a lot to you, too, also, the way things, um, the way it traveled after all of that was going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, to kind of a, you kind of segued into, um, I, I came here in 1989 as a student, and um Mayor Reeves had a had a, uh, a student opportunity for me to finish up some of my schooling and all, and, yeah. and uh, you know he had started. He and Ron Powell had started the, the pharmacy in 1980. They talk quite often about a, a house and a trailer before the buildings were built, and yeah. had it in that other strip mall until uh, from 80 to 89, and then March of 89 they just moved into that building, and. Um, I came along as a student in April of 89, so it was brand new, and graduated two months later in, in June, and uh, I thought I was going back. I grew up in Bellbuckle, and 
went to high school in Shelbyville and was going to marry my high school sweetheart, which I did, and we've been married almost uh, just 30, 30 years this year. Good and for you. And uh, but but I thought I was going to work in Shelbyville at one of the chain stores then, the old Super X back back in those days, and and Richard uh, uh, offered me a job and. Um, Saw something in me, I guess. I had a lot of people ask me, did I have aspirations of being an owner? I didn't at the time. I yeah. just, I liked Murfreesboro. You just mentioned it, the community feel. It was a bigger city. You know, at that age, we all want to go to the bigger city, seems yeah. like. And, and, uh, Richard offered me that job. And, and, um, I guess five years into it, uh, Ron Powell decided to sell out. Yeah. And, and at that time, Richard decided to, Shane was just coming out of pharmacy school in 94. Mm-hmm. So late 94, early 95 is when we bought Reeves and Powell out, and, and uh, Richard orchestrated that. And Richard, you know, had, takes a lot of, or, or deserves a lot of credit on setting up the soda fountain in the post office and the, mm-hmm. the front end of the store. So it just had that good feel to it, you know, that uh, we evolved with over the years. And it, this community certainly was good to me and good to the store and, and very blessed for that. And then something that was looking so promising, all of a sudden, just went south, didn't it? Yeah, and I get asked about that, uh, Truman. I'm glad you, you bring that up. Is is um, for for the last five years, I couldn't really talk about. It. I've been under a non compete, yeah. and and I'm out from under that now. And and um, but what a lot of people don't know is we had a great opportunity to get into. Um, what they the term in the pharmacy world is called specialty drugs, and, and and what is that? A lot of people ask, and it's it's these new biotech drugs that are coming to market for cancer, for for hepatitis C, for arthritis that don't go through your local drugstore, your local Walgreens, or your local CVS, or any of them. They go through a specialty pharmacy that specializes in those and ships them. We got who in, sets that up? Well, we uh, the the drug companies kind of push that yeah and then the insurance companies obviously get involved and and that's a whole nother story with the insurance companies what the way they get involved but but um we saw a niche there so we put that in spring hill and the reason we put it in spring hill is we had a pharmacist that had the knowledge had done that for the previous five years that uh, we we uh partnered up with and 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 he lived in spring hill and they were that general motors had just gone gone dormant over there at that time there was office space everywhere so it was 15 minutes from his house we set it up there mm-hmm. truman before we knew it a year into it we were licensed in uh, 49 states 12 months into it mm-hmm. set up a second location in mississippi for a lot of other reasons uh with um for, for mississippi and alabama medicaid and all that but uh, and then 22 months later, we were licensed in all 50. It took us 22 months to get California licensed. Or things were so squirrely out there. Had to hire a law firm just to get licensed out there. Mm-hmm. But once we did that, and, and, and we were provided the same kind of service we had for years at Reeves Sane, but but to, to doctors, to patients, to insurance companies, and to, with the drug companies, and, and provide that level of service that they all loved, mm-hmm. helping patients out with those disease states and all. And, and it grew and exploded. Well, all that was under the Reeves St. Drugstore Corporation. Well, when it got big enough, three years into it, we started looking for Big Brother to come in with more capital to cash flow things and to keep it growing and all and started talking to banks and started talking to private equity funds, which we knew, you know. We, Were you getting nervous at all I during was, that time? I was, I was 
probably the the best of times, but the most stressful of times because it 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 was bigger than anything we'd ever ever done or seen in all yeah. in a good way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it was a new territory for us all, and and uh, so three years into it, we were talking to, to banks initially, and then it led into talking to private equity, which which was a new new obviously, and and then we started talking to to, to pharmacy groups that were already established but wanted into that specialty market um, uh, and all and and, um, and and then we we started talking pretty deep with a company called Fred's Fred's yeah. was was in 18 states was had had 350 pharmacies in 600 of their stores scattered around all the rural areas of all these southeastern states but they wanted a specialty pharmacy wanted to partner with us so we we started talking to them and we weren't wanting to sell the drugstore. Looking back, it's all hindsight now, but that's probably one of the biggest mistakes we made is we should have worked harder to pull the drugstore out of the deal. But it was in the corporation. They wanted the store to stay with it. And when they said the, the, the things that, that we liked hearing, like, we're going to keep your every single person you got. We're going to keep that soda fountain everybody loves, that post office everybody loves, that gift shop and all your people in the we, we want to take Reeves Sane and emulate it throughout our whole company in all these other states and do the things y'all are doing, and, and we want you to help us do it. So that, I mean, it, it couldn't have sounded any better. But they wanted the, the big operation we had in Spring Hill with all the biotech drugs. That's, that's where 50 to 60% of the drugs being coming to market now are in that biotech world. Mm-hmm. So uh, it all made sense at the time. And... Um, you know, little did we know three years into it that uh, leadership was going to turn over. Had a lot, they made a lot of bad decisions in the leadership. I left after two years. Was all this within Fred's itself? Within Fred's you're, itself. You're, they're not yeah. being yeah. attacked by an outside group or anything like that. You know, and they were leaving Reef Sane alone. They left the name in place. They left all the people in place. It, and it had nothing to do with Reef Sane, but mm-hmm. the, the whole company and... and um, they were having trouble. They were a 60-year-old, you know, dollar discount type company, competed with Dollar General in a lot of areas, but Dollar General didn't have pharmacies and all. So they wanted to make themselves bigger in pharmacy, but they couldn't They couldn't find their identity. They were they were this dollar discount, but yet they wanted to be this healthcare company, and, and a lot of bad decisions were made. And then there was a hedge fund group out of New York that's, that seized on an opportunity. They saw an opportunity to come in and take control of the company and bought up Tell the people what what really a hedge fund is. Well, you know, I I don't really know how to describe a hedge fund because I'm not that uh, um, astute in the in the in the best. Something you don't want to get involved in. Yeah, they they were just in in big investors looking for opportunities to, and they came in and did a takeover of the company, and um, they were. They were working hard. How, how did they manage that? They bought the stock. And, okay. and once they got enough stock, they, they came in and took over the board and took board control of the, of the corporation. Because when, yeah. we, when we sold to Fred's in 2015, they were a $2 billion company traded on the NASDAQ. Mm-hmm. I mean, our attorneys warned us of all these things that could go wrong. But I, I'm, I'm naive enough to think, Two billion dollar company trade on the Nasdaq. They're going to keep Reeves Sane intact, keep all the people intact, not not touch us. They want to emulate what we do elsewhere. It sounded great. What can happen? It kind to of a, affects the brain, doesn't yes. it? It really does. What can happen to a two billion dollar company trade on the Nasdaq? Yeah, you know, and all. Yeah. So, 
little did I know in my in my world that uh, something like that could happen. And uh, this company, uh, this this hedge fund group, uh, they they were really thinking that they went after a, a deal when when Rite Aid was, was struggling. Walgreens was going to buy half the Rite Aid stores nationwide, and 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 Fred's was going to buy the other half. They had the money behind them and everything. Well, that the Federal Trade Commission didn't allow it, and once the the FTC canned the deal, everything went south with this hedge fund group, and they started just taking the company down, um, and they took them all the way to bankruptcy. Yeah, and uh, took Reeves Sane down with it. So they uh, they sold a hundred and eighty some odd stores. At one point, they needed cash so bad as it was leading up to bankruptcy, and, and Reeves Sane was one of those stores. You know, ironically, we never talked to Walgreens or CVS because that's not what we wanted Reeves Sane to go to. We thought yeah. that that that, uh, that this would be the best way if we ever had to sell. You know, like I said, looking back, had to do it over again. We might have sold that bigger deal that was kind of outgrowing us nationwide and kept and pulled out the the mom and pop drugstore because that's that's who we were and again it's hindsight now so um so really I, the mom and pop drugstore was really the heart of everything wasn't exactly it? exactly you know if you think back when when richard reeves and ron powell started it that whole front end of the store there wasn't a corner walgreens the corner cbs there wasn't a walmart superstore or a kroger superstore with pharmacies in them well, that whole front end, people may remember, was paper towels and toilet papers and deodorants and hairsprays and shaving cream. And, and, and that's where you went to get all that stuff before yeah. the, the big conglomerates came in and took over. So over time, we changed with the times and couldn't compete on the front end of those things and, and, and made it more into a gift shop that a lot of people remember most recently. Yeah, you know, and I love a, going in there. had a great gift shop and all. And that kind of went with the soda fountain and the post office and people could browse around while they waited on their prescriptions and all. So that worked for us for, for all those years and, and, and all. So, uh, uh, but yeah, it's been five years. And, and and the thing about it is, you have been having to wait so long to to even go back in and sweep the floor over yeah, there. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's amazing how you own something, but you don't yeah, own something. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's it's uh, people in business really have to be extremely careful, even in the small businesses. I, I love to support all the small businesses in Rutherford County. And, and they become part of our family. Yeah. And when you've got something like a, a, a pharmacist there where you, you, you just kind of welcome everybody in and, and, and show them a good time and, and they're not going to be standing around waiting on, on, the, on the subscriptions that they're going to have filled and things like that. It, to me, I, I can't think of anything that would affect me more than what happened to you guys and what happened to us because we were all victims at the same time. Yeah. And, and, you know, makes me feel good what you're saying, but also makes me feel bad. I got mixed emotions about it because that was the hardest thing is seeing all this go down like it did because it could have been continued to be the greatest thing ever, I thought, in my mind. But uh, the way that all that transpired, you know, just looking back, didn't see that coming. Yeah, but you know we were like we're so fortunate, so blessed to have a great location. You know, uh, Richard um, had great foresight in, in, in seeing that location, that opportunity, and bought it at the time in in '89, and 
it was a great location and, and we had the space to take care of a lot of people and have that charm of the of the soda fountain so people could sit down and have the shakes that you mentioned and, and uh, the, the the sandwich spreads and, and milkshakes and everything and then use the post office. Everywhere yeah. I go in this community, that's what I hear is that soda fountain and that post office and how much we miss it. But you also bring up a great point with the care. We had a great staff. I mean, Jason Green and that whole crew was where is Jason at? Jason is working at the VA now in the pharmacy out there. And oh, I'm, I'm sure they're loving him just like we do. He's such a great guy. He's he really a is. super guy. No, I've seen time. But all time. your people were great. They were. They were. You know, it's it's a shame, but, you know, you, you kind of touched on it. Is, um, it. It's hard to go somewhere anymore where when you walk in the door, people call you by name. And that's what yeah. I always thought was so neat that we still – had that small town feel to us, you know, that you speak about it and, and call people by name when they walked in the door and staff knew everybody and, and yeah. all. So um, don't get that much anymore. Well, when you think about it, uh, uh, Rick, and, and you start thinking about all the things that transpired afterwards, if you had something if you, to do, oh, uh, oh, sometimes we get a do-over. Uh, what would you do if you had a do-over right now? Because I know it, it bothered you a lot because I wore you guys out for I don't know how long trying to find out what was going on yeah. and even tried to call uh, the company that uh, they bought in and stuff like that because it, it, it really uh, uh, it, 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 it damaged my outlook. As, as far as what can go on, especially in a community like Murfreesboro, where we're, we're all, uh, we all pretty much grew up together. I mean, you came out of Bedford County, but it, but it's still one big community, no matter how you look at it. And Richard and I went to school together. We were in the same class. And, and uh, when I saw what was going on, I just, I really couldn't believe it because you guys had lost total control yeah. of that particular business right there. You know, it was it was a very hard thing for, for all of us, obviously. And, and um, like I said, it could have been such a good thing. And I, and I hate it. And I apologize to a lot of people before, because of that. But it, um, I did a, about a, a year, maybe not a year into it, maybe when everybody was trying to figure out what was going on, I sat down with Nancy De Janeiro at the, at the DNJ and did, a, did an article with her. And I caught... A lot of, a lot of flack over that from uh, Fred's legal. I got a call from them and said, uh, "We don't want you doing that again." I, I did that without asking, and uh, and then uh, check. Did, with, did it make them look like they were in a poor light or something? I guess in their yeah. mind, and they just didn't know where it was going to go because I yeah. kept it very upbeat, positive, and, and and Nancy did a great job of writing the, the article and all. But it was a wake up call for me that I had to be careful under my non compete what I was say. And just an old country boy, I wasn't ready for that, you know, and all. So that was, and then so so now it's been five years, and and, uh, I'm glad I can sit down and talk to you openly and freely about it, you know, and all, and and, uh, tell tell the community what what transpired and why and all that. So, um, yeah. Could that be, uh, Rick, in, in some ways, could that be a problem of what's going on in the drug industry right now? Because there are so many variables that are involved in, in so many different groups that are involved. And the, they, they, uh, a lot of people don't realize the, pharma- uh, the pharmacists 
the or the owners of the pharmacists and small business things like that they don't make a lot of money yeah. they're they're pretty much controlled by all the outside influences that, that are going on that's absolutely true Truman. It, it, it it's changed so much and we saw this coming on in the 90s when the the term some people have heard of is called PBMs. They're pharmacy yeah. benefit managers. Yeah. So every insurance company uses a PBM as the as the pharmacy benefit to their plan. Well, these pharmacies, where we allowed this somewhere along the way in the last 30 years, they own their own pharmacies too. Mm-hmm. So not only are they trying to reduce our profits, our margins, and what they pay us contractually for prescriptions, they're also trying to steal the business, so to speak, um, and send it to their own pharmacy. And, yeah. and it's just so unethical, but it ought to be illegal. You know, where we allow them to own their own pharmacies because it's it's just doesn't, doesn't seem right. So there's a lot of stuff still being worked at, at the legislative level trying to curtail that to, to what it, you know, should be and could be and all and change that because they've absolutely put the screws to especially the small guy that's trying to make a margin. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's – why you would even lose money on a prescription is just, just wrong. But there's lots of prescriptions that are being filled that you lose money on and all that uh, uh, just makes it hard to fill the prescription. And then you have to fill that prescription hoping you make it on the next one, you know, and yeah. all. So, and unfortunately, there's been a lot of, a lot of uh, businesses go out – a lot, of, a lot of independents go out all over the country. And that's one thing I've been doing in this five-year interim is um, I've been doing a little side gig that doesn't, didn't affect my non-compete. It's, it's helping other pharmacists that are needing to sell, having to sell. It's been that's like a, a little, great thing, little ministry to me and all. Yeah. My goal is always keep that independent, independent by finding another independent that wants to buy another store and add to, add to their portfolio. It doesn't always work that way. Yeah. I've had to sell them to CVS, to Walgreens, and so forth in certain areas where there's not an independent that wants to buy that guy that needs to sell, you know, or, or gal or whatever. So it's uh, uh, sold one last week in, in Lewisburg, and the, the pharmacist was having bad health. He was he's in his mid-60s and had, had couldn't find anybody to, to keep it going for him. And fu- finally, or fortunately, found a, a company, a small independent group, that's going to buy and keep all his people and keep his gift shop. So we got to hope and pray that that works better than our Fred's deal I just described to you did. But, uh, you know, what's funny, too, is it's, it's selling to Fred's, and when all that went down, we never talked to a CBS or Walgreens. We knew that that would be destructive and that everybody, they would just take the files and, and not care about the employees and, and anything. And it's very ironic that that's the, the business in Spring Hill that you hear me talk about. Ended up They ended up needing the cash and sold that to CBS. The one here I told you sold to Walgreens and all, and, and it ended up happening in the end. Anyway. I know I got all kinds yeah. of paperwork from yeah. Walgreens yeah. after that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, so that's kind of where things are taken. So if I had a do-over, we wouldn't have sold that store, and and I think uh, Shane and Richard would totally agree with me. And all, it's yeah. just uh, it would have been a process to try to pull all that back out of the deal all the insurance contracts and all the hoops you have to jump through to do it. But it, it I think it would have been worth it in the end to, to do that. Who sets up all the regulations for Well, it, it varies. You know, uh, you know, we, we had that compound lab, and we were we were doing a lot of the, the mixing and making of, 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 of creams and ointments and, and um, uh, 
veterinary products for, 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 for dogs and cats and just a whole array of things and all. So um, there's a lot of regulations that come from the State Board of Pharmacy in that aspect. So the, 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 through, the, through the State Board of Health, they have the Board of Pharmacy uh, and, and they, they oversee all the pharmacies in the state. So they, they've got the inspectors that come in and you've got all kinds of hoops you have to jump through, obviously, and the way it's gotten in, in the industry with that. So um, there's, but, but the, the, the harder part is working with all the insurance companies to get on all the contracts. I mean, there's hundreds of insurance companies you have to deal with and, and, and to negotiate contracting and so forth. That's the biggest time thing is just getting set up for to be able to take someone's insurance you know yeah. and all so um these this day and time you know hardly anybody pays cash for a prescription anymore it's, i think last i heard is 93 94 have some kind of insurance card that pays for and, th- and thank goodness we do you know and all but so you have to get set up on all those but but lots of rules and regs a lot of hoops to jump through to, to get there you know th- that's become one of the uh, political uh uh, things that's going on in, in Washington right now is the cost of drugs. And you have a inside track on looking at what's going on that could be a benefit. I mean, the president is, it has worked hard to see if we can find a way that we would know where what the cost of each prescri- prescription drug uh, is going to be. And but it, it's it's a very difficult process to to follow the 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 the, um, uh, the way it's set up, yeah. and and uh, what was going on with uh, that group in uh, in New York and Baltimore and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you almost need five or six attorneys working on yeah, just one particular absolutely. issue that that you've got going on. What what kind of um, of uh, uh, statement or, or, or what kind of uh, uh, answer would you have for some of these people that are out investigating what's going on and how we can make it more of a simple process not only for the p- people who, who are uh, using those particular pharmaceutical supplies but also for people like you when you first started uh uh, working on this issue because when you and I were talking about it earlier, uh, I think my brain started melting down <laughs> because it's one of the more complicated things I've ever compl- heard in my life. Very complicated. Yeah. Well, you know, to answer your question, Truman, you know, back in, in, in when I got out of school in, in 89 and the early 90s, it was so much simpler because, you know, if, if you came in the store and, 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 and I filled a prescription for you that cost $20, we put a fair markup on it. Just like yeah. any retail business would, and and a, and a hopefully a fair price to 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 sell it to you for. Well, then these PBMs come in. Um, that's I think it's something you're going to hear more and more about as Trump keeps pushing this agenda yeah. if he can and and all. Where they came in and took over for the insurance companies and got greedy, and so if they. Uh, contracted with I, I give you an example I, we used to do a lot of hospice work with a lot of local hospice groups here and and so and then we delivered to the patient's home obviously as they were in, in, in care of hospice I, remember and all. You doing that. I can remember vividly getting a call from the head person at a hospice group um, 
wanting to meet with us because of a pricing issue. And I never will forget, it was a, a, a cheap generic, and uh, they uh, said, hey, you charged us 30, 38 bucks or something for this, this 30 of this cheap generic, and, and we called Walgreens, and they sell it for $3. And I said, I sell it for $3. It's cheap. It's, it's, it's nothing. So what, you, you charged us 30, $35, $38 or something. You know, I don't know the numbers, but something that, that extravagant. So I went and met with them, and I took those EOBs that we all get in the mail. You know, they get them on their side, and we get them on our side as patients so I, and, and as, as, as the provider. So I took my EOB where it showed I got paid $3 from the hospice PBM that was managing the benefit plan for this hospice. They showed me that same drug on theirs was $38. So if everybody's following me out there, we got paid as the pharmacy three dollars for it from yeah. the from the group. They marked that drug up, just the middleman, just the middle layer, to thirty eight dollars before the payer, the hospice group, paid for it. So the hospice group thought we we charged thirty eight dollars when it was that PBM, that middle middleman. And I think somebody and Shane, the senator now, Senator Reeves, obviously, and, and doing a good uh, job. He's doing a great job, yeah. and that's one of his things. He and I have seen this for years, uh, since the 90s, uh, speak about how they've just gotten greedy, and, and he's trying at the state level his best to fight the fight to, 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 to stop this and all that. And I think you mentioned you know, Trump and this whole, if we could get the transparency there where people could see that that drug's $3 and that drug needs to stay $3 yeah. you know, or whatever in, in that in that scenario. So, and, and not be marked up to $38 for a, 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 an in-between group to make a spread like that for doing nothing but piece of paper, you know. Now, it's good that they have that somebody's got to keep all the data and, and all that, but there's no reason. And you just take that one drug and multiply that out of the millions of prescriptions nationwide, and that's millions of dollars that they're making the middle layer there and all. So yeah. you, you asked me what what could be done. I think if that alone could be curtailed some way, then uh, it would save the system so much money. It's just incredible. It, it's a sad thing that that the investigation of, of, of that type of process, I know in, in some ways it's become uh, fairly complicated, but not so complicated that something couldn't be done on it. And uh, I, I don't think we reach out uh, to the, the the people that are involved in so many things that's going on that control our lives. And 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 if, if they could just have people like you that that, that could give the uh, honest details of what's really going on in our drug industry. I mean, we 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 throw it into uh, all the big drug companies and. And uh, we attack them, and, and uh, they 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 utilize all the the monies that are involved to to create the uh, ability to to uh, make our health so much better. But sometimes the enemy is not what's really sitting in front of us, is yeah. it? Oh no, you know, and, and Truman, that's just one example. You know, and um, like I said, Shane, being a senator now, fight the fight at the state level. But we've got people in Washington that, that represent the pharmacy world but the lobbying power just like anything else the lobbying power for those pbms i think that that whole system should be illegal i I hate lobbyists i really do 
and, and they cause us so many uh, different problems. And it's all about the money. Yeah. And, and just like you say, there, there are, are evil companies uh, almost in it, every business in, in our country. And they are allowed through the, in some ways, the judicial system to be able to just walk free and clear and, and do what they want to do. You know, another way they're rape, raping the system is everybody's had this happen to them by now for the most part that's gotten any amount of prescriptions is you go in and you get drug, You want your, your doctor's written for drug X and, and that's prescription he filled only to be told that, well, drug X is not covered on your plan. We got to fill drug Y. And the reason that is most of the time is the insurance company, that PBM, has set up a, a deal to get a rebate back on drug X, on, on drug Y. So they don't want you using drug X, so they, they, they force the doctor to change it to drug Y, and they get a kickback, a rebate back on it on their end at that level. So not only do they make that spread I mentioned earlier, they're making the rebates of, of, of picking and choosing which drug that you need to be on instead of your doctor. So the insurance is telling you, you know, and... and, and the doctor's just having to comply because, you know, it just, it, you can't fight the system. They, yeah. They've got the system under their control, you know, and all. So it's it's all being fought. Um, there, there's actually a case for the first ever pharmacy case in this um, area that I talk about here in, is in Arkansas. It's going before the, the Supreme Court. There's never been a pharmacy case go all the way to the Supreme Court. And through all this COVID shutdown, it's been delayed till I think October, so we're all kind of sitting back. The PBM is having going to have to face some of these consequences at the Supreme Court level, and, I, and I'm hoping this Arkansas group has got their ducks in a row to expose. There's probably many more things that, that I'm not even sharing with you here, but, but those two things alone that, that save the system millions, you know, and billions probably. Is, so. is that one thing that? You're hoping to get the store back open yeah, here yeah. on Memorial Boulevard. That would be, that would be a dream. dream. I, I know it would be a dream, but um, you, you still are going to be controlled somewhat uh, by the insurance companies and how, how they're controlling the money that's passing through there. Is there anything that you can do on that particular level as far as making your business more successful in making the, the drug prices work, be where they're supposed to be? Well, yes and no. You know, I don't know that I can uh, be in one person, one store, one group here, fight that system that, I, that I'm talking about. But, yeah. what, but we always, what we were always, from Richard and Ron Powell starting it to, to Shane and I taking it and, and, and going to another level, is pride ourselves in finding niches. And I think yeah. that's the key to what you're saying is the compounding, the giving the shot, the immunizations when people need the tetanus or the flu shots or, you know, the COVID shot. If we ever come out with it, somebody's got to give all this. So I, I think the days of that mom and pop pharmacy just filling that prescription and handing that to you in that vial are not going to survive. So you got to find the, the other the other things that you can do to make those extra sources of revenue that, that, um, that, that keep you viable, you know, and, and I think that's the key uh, to it. So, uh, you know, my heart breaks because so many pharmacists around the country have, have made a good living in pharmacy over the years, but seeing their profits shrink and end up having to close down or sell or whatever, 
but also, Truman, they don't do anything different. They don't find those niches, be it a compounding, be it immunizations to give, you know, um, find an assisted living home to provide the medications for like we, we were so successful at over the years and all. You know, and, and, and Shane and his group at 12 Stone are still doing all those things that made us different yeah. and all. So I think that's the key to it because I don't think we can win this battle, you know, here at a local level, obviously, and today on this tightening of the screws that the insurance companies have done to us, you know, and all. So. Is it possible, uh, do you guys have an organization uh, of uh, 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 people who own uh, pharmaceutical companies and things like that? Is, isn't there a way that you guys could unite in, in one common front and, and, and fight this particular situation that's going on? Of course, Washington and, and well, it's not just Washington. I mean, it's it just like everything. They, 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 there's no common sense. There's no values of anything left in this country anymore. And uh, you see what's going on in Oregon and Washington, Washington State and places like that. But something that would be so vital to our country is that particular issue. It look it looks like that uh, somebody like. Uh, Rick saying needs to start waving the flag and, and, and start attacking that because it, it would not be a complicated issue if you could put enough pressure on Washington right now. There are groups doing that. Um, in fact, uh, keep mentioning Shane in the, in the Senate now. He's been working with our Tennessee Pharmacist Association. They've been helping him bring bills to the table for, at the state level and all. And we do have a national association of we represent all the pharmacies that are members across the nation. Yeah. They're fighting the fight there. It's just like I said, it's a big lobby deal, and it's all about the money and who's got the most power and and, and all that. So it's just like anything else in this world. But but there are, like I said, this Supreme Court thing could be huge and turn the table for, for a lot of what you're saying there. If, it, if, if this group in Arkansas could win that in, in, in October and all to, to, to curtail. Is it coming for the uh, – uh the court in October. That's that's the latest date. I hope yeah. it doesn't get pushed again. People need to really yeah. be uh, aware of yeah. what's going on yeah. there, because I I know that a- after you guys uh, left, I went over and, with uh, Jamie Mason, yeah. who yeah. has Terrace Pharmacy yeah. over on Highland Street, and we sat there for a long time uh, in his office, looking at what's going on, and it it is just. I hate to mention the word, but it's highway robbery. Yeah. What's going on with with our local pharmacists? It really is. They've gotten so greedy. They'll just give you take it or leave it contracts a lot of times, and they don't care whether it makes you money or not. Here it is, take it. If if you don't take it, somebody else will. You know, because a lot of the big entities, they'll they'll sign whatever just so they can get people in their store to buy all the products out front and so forth. And and uh, so it makes it hard on the little guy because little guys. You know, having to having to rely on those profits of those contracts, you know, and all to stay stay afloat and all. So, but yeah, Truman, it would be a dream to to open that. Not a day goes by that somebody doesn't ask about the soda fountain or post office, like I said, and uh, to, to to do that. So it it took uh, when it went into bankruptcy, it took seven or eight months to to come out from under that, and yeah. and uh, we finally got the property back, and and uh, you know. We always owned it, but it, but it, uh, 
it was tied up in the bankruptcy courts of, yeah. of the Fred's debacle, and and uh, so uh, that's that was been a learning experience for me as well. I, I could write a book on that. I think. Uh, I think you could write volumes right now <laughs> from what I'm here. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Rick Sang. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. We drove over 300 miles in two days. There isn't a star rating high enough to give Mary Catherine Hughes. Mary Catherine was a pleasure to work with. She was knowledgeable, friendly, positive, and helpful throughout the entire process. Thanks so much, Mary Catherine. You rock. I find joy in helping folks find the perfect home. If you're interested in making a purchase of a home in 2020, give me a call today. Mary Catherine Hughes, sold by MK, powered by EXP Realty. Hi, I'm Claire Maxwell. As a mother, educator, and community leader, I'm running for Rutherford County School Board to be your voice of fairness and equality. From volunteering at our schools to helping raise $5 million for the construction of the Fisher House or helping start a special needs camp at Discovery Center, you can say that I care and I will work hard to get things done. If you want different results, make a different choice by voting for Claire Maxwell for Rutherford County School Board Zone 5. Early voting starts July 17th through August 1st and Election Day is August 6th. Paid for by Claire Maxwell for Rutherford County School Board Zone 5, Austin Maxwell Treasurer. French's Shoes and Boots is here to support our community with their shop local sale. Essential workers, French's has you covered with great deals on work boots and safety apparel to keep you going. For everyone else, spend time outdoors in comfort and style with a new pair of sandals from brands like Chaco, Birkenstock, and more. And while supplies last, get a free bottle of hand sanitizer with any purchase over $100. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street near the Dodge Dealer. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Police are requesting your help identifying four suspects for allegedly shoplifting items from Publix on Lee Victory Parkway in Smyrna. The suspects are reportedly driving a black full-size SUV. Security photos are posted online at WGNSRadio.com along with contact information if you think you recognize the suspects. A group of doctors are asking Governor Bill Lee to delay in-person classes where health guidelines are not being met. The medical group Protect My Care issued a statement saying 79% of Tennessee's 95 counties are still seeing a, quote, unacceptable growth in cases over the last 14 days. The governor has said he does not support a uniform approach to schools reopening, but instead wants individual school boards to make the decision. An alarming new study out regarding Tennessee residents' alcohol and the pandemic. The American Addiction Center studied 3,000 people and how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted their employment status. They found that nearly 30% of Tennesseans who were out of work admitted drinking more than usual. 14% of those surveyed admitted they would also turn to alcohol if they were to lose their jobs. The study also found that 40% of employees have noticed a change in the mental health of their co-workers since the pandemic began. New data released by the state reveals over 7,500 school-age kids have been diagnosed with COVID-19. The Tennessee Department of Health reports also says six Middle Tennessee counties are in the top 10 for infection rates among children, 5 through 18. Shelby County has the highest rate, with 1,478 children infected. Davidson County is second, with 1,451. 
The report may be an underestimation since children aren't frequently tested. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. We're discussing the great city we live in with Councilman Eddie Smotherman. Eddie, what do you like most about our city? I'm proud of the diversity our city has. Our great schools, our parks, our strong economy, our health services, and our historic downtown. From the Miracle Field to Main Street, from the Greenway to the Gateway, I love our city. Paid for by friends of Eddie Smotherman for City Council. Eddie Smotherman, Treasurer. I'm Eddie Smotherman, and I'd appreciate your vote for Murfreesboro City Council. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few scattered showers and storms here this afternoon with mostly sunny skies and a high in the low 90s. Winds out of the south around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 76. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. All right, we're, uh, we're looking for you guys to come back. And we're looking at something like January that, that, that you had told me. And how similar will the your, your your store be compared to what we were used to years ago? I mean, are you going to do anything different? Are you going to do add-ons? And uh, uh, I know you're going to take care of us. That's that's the big thing. And uh, we're I, I I don't think of there was any place that I enjoy taking my wife Jackie than sitting over there at one of those tables and meeting everybody coming in. It, it, it was old Murfreesboro. Yeah. I think uh, I, I better say if because don't don't have a lot of a lot of shoes have got to drop before we get this get this done. But it you know the the store's still intact like it was. Uh, the fountain's still there. The post office is still there, and and everything's still. Like it was, it needs a fresh coat of paint, or t- you know, it needs some. It, it needs a facelift, inside yeah. and out. That that would need to happen. But I think it would be detrimental if we changed things like that soda fountain and post office and all. I think it would need to come back just like it, it was. And uh, I could put it back together <laughs> just for my memory. I could put everything where it's supposed yeah. to be. And you know, it's got a state of the art compound lab back there. Of course, the public didn't see that a lot because it's yeah. all in a sterile environment back there, and all with with the proper ventilation and and all that. So, again, back to those regulations you you asked about earlier, and all that is is in place. You know, all yeah. that's been done with the uh, the proper ventilation and stuff that's got to be done for those chemicals to to be mixed and made and those kind of things and all. So, uh, but uh, I don't I don't. I don't think much needs to be changed. You know, additions, um, the building is pretty much landlocked. There's not a lot of 
property outside around the building. In fact, the, the bigger parking lot in back is uh, you know owned by Haynes Hardware, and, and we've got the reciprocal rights to, to to park in those spaces there behind the store and all. So that's uh, uh, you know not, not much addition can be put on. So it had to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Office spaces upstairs over that soda fountain, over the soda shop there, and all to keep bookkeeping and that sort of thing up there and all. So, uh, and you have a good relationship with the other pharmacists around here, don't you? Yes, that that's yeah. a big yeah. thing. Yeah, because you're all in the same boat yeah. together, and you know where the the leaks can start yeah. in your boat while yeah. you're out there. Yeah. Somewhat, you know. Uh, Murfreesboro has gotten so big, as we all know, and I, I don't know a lot of the chain pharmacists now. I know all the independents that are still left, obviously, and, and a few of the chain. But, you know, a chain pharmacist doesn't have to worry about all the business side of it and all. They can just, you know, worry about filling prescriptions and so forth, where the, the independents got to worry about the, the profit side and so forth and worry about are you losing, you're making, and, and, and all those things. So, uh and again, uh, doing all the things that we did different that the chains don't do, you know, be it the, the immunizations or uh, the, the, the professional counseling. And, you know, we were really big in, into, uh, we had Dr. Cindy Smith doing a lot of the bioidentical natural mm-hmm. hormone therapy, if you remember that. Yeah. For, for, that was a, a huge opportunity to, to not have to use those synthetic hormones and, and to be able to, to help not only women but men as well used the bioidentical that, that was the, the, the estrogens, the progesterones, testosterones, and that was big for us, you yeah. know, and all, and, and made all those in the in the compound lab and so forth. So those kind of things uh, definitely have to come back. Yeah. Does uh, does Medicare does it have any jurisdiction as far as what's going on with? Uh, the outside sources that are making an absolute killing on what's going on in the drug industry. Yes and no. I mean, they they they, they set the overarching uh, rules, I guess you could say, but then they farm it out to these PBMs. You keep keep hear me talking. Oh, about they're that. part of that. Too. Yeah. So they farm got the care mark and you've got express scripts and you've got all these different plans that do the the medicare part d which is what the drugs go through in our world mm-hmm. and all so so they 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 pay the bills in the end but they they have these groups managing the dollars and all so uh, uh of it um and 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 then the contracts and all so so medicare kind of got out of the nuts and bolts of it and passed it on to this middle layer that you keep them so they're in that world too so that's a big part of uh, our prescription volume is is obviously for the, the older population that has the medicare part d um mm-hmm. and all so we had that that's that's a part of what, a big part of what i'm talking about where we get raked over the coals on our contracts and all so some of the people that are supposed to be looking out for us yeah. are filling their pockets yeah and not only that is they'll exclude the little mom and pop from the plan. So you may have... Uh, That's what I found out. Like a Humana. It may say, uh, we're not going to allow you in our network. It's only going to be Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, or whatever. And that's all you go to. And also, we had to fight those battles. And all. It's just, it seems like there's a fight on every corner. And, and when you want to take care of patients, you're having to deal with the fights on the side with the insurance and, and so forth. So I make it sound very negative, and, uh, and I hate that because it's it's very rewarding, you know, to be able to, like we used to, take care of patients. Like you 
mentioned and to, to help people out. But there's a lot of stuff like that that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. So I'm glad you're bringing that out. Yeah, it, it seems like nobody's looking out for the little guy anymore. It, it's it's all and, and what you mentioned earlier when you when you go up into Washington and you see all the lobbyists are out there. That's really where the big money is. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I wish that there was some way that we could just completely eliminate lobbyists. And, and uh, of course, I don't know how you're going to eliminate it anyway because you you never know what's going on behind closed doors or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to find Mr. Smith we elected years ago and let him go back up there and... and uh, and uh, wave that honest flag and, and, and uh, look out for, for the people that are electing them into those particular positions. I think in the short run, Truman, though, you touched on this earlier with, I think, the core. If you, you know, I had a mentor tell me when I was going through school is, you know, you take care of the patient. You take yeah. care of the people and the rest will come. And that proved so true for us over the years. I've never forgotten that is is you know you got all these ancillary things and headaches and stuff to deal with but when it comes down to just doing the right thing and taking care of the patients and then you gotta you gotta you gotta be uh, entrepreneurial you gotta think outside the box and do the things that you can still make money on that and 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 compensate for the money you're not making on some of the prescriptions you know and all so you got to think outside the box definitely and all so i think in the short run that's the thing and keep fighting the bigger fight at the same time so i don't know how they can continue just to 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 do like they do and i think everybody's wised up to them so we we got the whole nation trying to trying to curtail these pbms I, i keep mentioning we don't want the monopolies to start taking over we want the the little guys to be able to step forward because they're the ones that we really trust. And uh, I don't know. Well, we've run out of time. I do know that. But it went by too fast. I'd love to have you back, Rick, and and, uh, we can work on uh, this a little bit in more detail if you'd like to. I would love to. I I appreciate you having me this morning. I've enjoyed this. went by quick, though. Yeah, it went by way too quick, but... I'm glad you're back. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you uh, Monday morning at 9 with Greg Tucker. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com. If you're 